How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, friends. This is Jeff Pelletier. This is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? And we're so glad. Neil and I are, are together here, and we're so glad to uh, talk to you today. And we're, and we're going we're to talk a little bit about a specific thing having to do with shoes and walking uh, today. If you go to our Facebook page, Why is the Middle East Important? On uh, our Facebook page, I just posted a picture there. And, and, and the picture is a footprint of God. What? What? Uh, yeah, so it, it's, that's, that's how it's referred. It's referred to a, a sandal print of God. And uh, I posted a, uh, uh, a, a verse from Deuteronomy 11 where uh, God says, wherever your feet touch, that is the land I give you. And then he describes how far that left, uh, how far the east and the west and the north and the south uh, of that land is. And uh, you get to you get to see that, but it, Neil tells me there's five of them, at least that they know of, uh, of these examples of these giant sandal prints in the desert. So uh, it's pretty interesting to to think about that. And you might say, "Wow, that's really cool." It's more than cool, and that's what Neil and I want to talk about today. We want to talk about this idea of walking. We want to talk about this idea of the shoe, the footprint. We want to talk about what it actually means to us as Christians and how it puts us, uh, how it, it, it incorporates us or helps incorporate us into the family of God. So we are now part of the commonwealth of Israel. And uh, that's, how we, that's how it is. So the, the family of God got bigger when Christians came into it. It's, but it's we're in that family, not there in our family. But anyway... Uh, just, just to uh, just to transition into that, and so that's why we do this program, folks, to help you not just understand cool facts, but to integrate those that knowledge into your understanding of what it means to be part of this family, this family of Israel. We are not Jews; we are we are orphaned, adopted sons and daughters into the family of Israel, and so that's that's. Uh, that's our goal with this program is to help Christians grasp this idea. And we're going to talk today about a specific thing uh, regarding, as I said, walking and shoes and sandals. 
and uh, and uh, so Neil, uh, just just you and I, let's let's just begin at Mount Sinai. Let's okay. let's talk about what happened at Mount Sinai. Well, we know what happened at Mount Sinai as uh, recorded in Scripture, and that was uh, right after they were delivered from uh, Egypt, mm-hmm. the world, Mitzrayim. Yep. Uh, there was this huge, unbelievable, never-before-seen display of cosmic power. Mm-hmm. God showed up both at Sinai and in bringing them to Sinai so that he could tell them about his attributes, so that God could explain who he is and what he is and how to walk before him. Mm -hmm. All of these things couldn't have happened had not brought a specific people group, Israel, the Jews, Mm -hmm. out of the world, as it were, into the land for him to explain Mm -hmm. and to give to his prophet Moses Mm -hmm. uh, the Ten Commandments, the festivals, uh, the priesthood, all these things that he established, the sacrificial system, all these things that would bring people close to God. Mm. Never, ever before, never in Scripture is it ever written again about the cosmic display of power. The prophet Jeremiah said, No more will people say, as the Lord brought us out of the land of Egypt, which is central, bedrock to Judaism, and should be to Christianity. It was Mm. the start of everything. Yes. But he said, You will say, as the Lord brought us from the north, the west, the south, the east. So what that's saying to us, Jeff, is Mm. we've never seen this cosmic display of power ever before. We see it at Sinai and we see God revealing himself to his chosen people, but we're promised that we'll see it again. And you and I have talked about this before. We've talked about the Gog and Magog War, Psalm 86. There's going to be another cosmic display where people will say, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. how in the world can Israel still be standing, no less, and thriving, no less, when all the world is against it, as the prophets say. All the world will be against it, and yet it will stand and succeed, stand and succeed. We are about to see another display of cosmic power that, despite all the prophetic implications of the prophets, all the New Testament writings writings of the miracles that Jesus did and so on, none of them compare to what happened at Sinai. And Hmm. in the latter days, as Hmm. the culmination when Jesus Hmm. returns... Hmm. We're going to see another display that will be so monumental, we won't even say just like it was at the first exodus. Mm. And that's important because while Christians have dismissed that for the most part and put it into, relegated it to the sort of drawer of interesting tidbits, Jews, it's central. They have a Passover every year. Every year. And they remember it, and they say it, and they hang on to it, and they know the details. Mm. They have Passover books, seders, that they re- recite and they eat certain things and do certain things so that... So they're eagerly it, waiting for this cosmic waiting. event, this deliverance. I think that that's a Christian thing for the most part, but what I'm saying is they remember, and that's what Christians should do, is also say, wait, what was Sinai? That was your question. What happened yes, at Sinai? What happened at Sinai? This amazing revelation of God that has permeated the centuries and the generations of people. And even at that time, it's really important to know 
all the surrounding peoples and nations heard and saw what God did for Israel, and the dread was on them all. We're going to see that again in our day. Wow. So uh, the, the cosmic uh, experience that, that, that happened at Sinai. So uh, what led up to that well, cosmic event? Well, well, what led up to it was, uh, as God told uh, Abraham, your seed, your children, yep. your offspring will be slaves. And ultimately, they were slaves. They were. And ultimately, enough time came by and God's uh, ordained pattern mm-hmm. to say now I'm going to bring them out mm-hmm. and when he did so he did it with amazing signs and wonders yes, we did. have 10 of them with recorded yes, but he right. brought them out with yep. just such power and power. such yep. unbelievable yep. Uh, uh, pointing to the fact that he is in control of every single thing and that he is far above all other gods he made a mockery of the gods of Egypt. He made a mockery of the power of Egypt, which was huge, just un- at that time, unbelievable, huge, huge yes. power. Yep. And God did it at that time, never before seen ever. And yet we know that uh, at least the prophet Jeremiah specifically said, and I think Hosea said it as well, it will be seen again in the latter or last days or end of days. So if you are a Christian and you believe we're... We're somewhere around there. We are about to see it again. But guess what, Jeff? It's all about Israel. That's where it will be seen. So the process to Mount Sinai. Right. They walked They walked out of Israel. I mean, they walked out of Egypt, right? They were, Moses led them, and they walked out of Egypt. They went through Correct. the Red Sea and all that stuff. Right. Which we're not going to talk about. Right, but right. But the idea, the idea of, of this footprint, the, this idea of... of uh, of uh, when, when when they're on Mount Sinai, God uh, gives them the Ten Commandments. Oh yes, one, right? Yeah. Yes, and they begin a journey to the Promised Land they, from 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 Mount Sinai. They begin a journey, and the journey takes them forty years, uh, or two, three generations, or whatever it was, because of Abraham. I mean uh, Moses' uh, issue with God. And there was a mistake and. Uh, sin, actually, and, and, and he says you'll be in the desert for two generations. This generation will not, okay? So so God has them walking for 40 years around, in, not very far, in, in, in a, basically in a big circle, right? And and so so they, 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 come, they come into Canaan, right? right? Joshua mm-hmm. leads them into Canaan. And in, in Deuteronomy 11... God says something regarding their feet and walking and what's happening to right, them. Right, right, And what, what does he say? Well, he says specifically to Moses that wherever the soles of your feet may tread, you own that area. And that's a principle that we see all the way back to uh, that God told Abraham. Abraham, well. right. So we have right. many principles of this right. idea of right. walking, walking, walking. Uh, and that's what happened. And eventually they did go into uh, a promised land or at least uh, west of the Jordan River. And what's interesting, as you pointed out, they have these, uh, what, what I refer to as Gilgals, these sandal structures, hearkening back to all the biblical verses of which there are many, many, many biblical verses of walking the land treading the land wherever the soles of your feet may walk that's yours it's like some 
spiritual application of if you walk it and if you proclaim it and you're walking it for God's purposes, you own that land. Mm -hmm. You reclaim that land. Mm -hmm. And that's what Abraham did. And that is what ultimately the conquerors of uh, Canaan, Mm -hmm. who God gave it originally to Abraham, Mm -hmm. uh, they reclaimed that area. And interestingly enough, as you pointed out, and as you have one picture of, I think there's like five main sites yes. they found so far, yes. a picture of a sandal, but all throughout the Arabian Peninsula, hmm. not in the Sinai Peninsula, mm-hmm. but the Arabian Peninsula, we have petroglyphs of sandal structures, sandal painting, sandal carvings all over rocks, all over from the north to the south, to the east, to the west, all walking around Arabia, today's Saudi Arabia. And this is this is on the land or in, in the in, in the vicinity of the land where God said this is yours. Well that that becomes all of a sudden an interesting topic, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you have mm-hmm. to say, well wait a minute, if he said anywhere the soles of your feet may tread is yours and they walked all around Arabia and by the way, I think the book of Acts says Sinai in Arabia, mm-hmm. not Sinai in the peninsula that we named Sinai, right? Right. So it, it starts throwing a bunch of things off. We know that some kind of way Sinai was in Midian. Because mm-hmm. it says Midian. We know Midian was a son of one of the ancient offsprings of Abraham. It's called Midian. We know the Midianites were persecutors of the Jews. Today we have Saudi Arabia, and they own basically the area called Midian. And they have a lot of plans for this area where we believe uh, Sinai actually was, based on a lot of the archaeological findings and so on, and place names Mm -hmm. uh, and so on, that you can say that is where Sinai was. So... You see all these various aspects of footprints, rock art, rock carvings, uh, archaeological findings, and it all points to, oh my goodness, what was happening and what is going on with the fact that these people walked all around Arabia as well as Mm -hmm. the Promised Land. So this idea of walking with God, okay, it's in in, uh, Genesis, right? It says uh, Abraham uh, walked with God. It, it says Enoch walked with God. Uh, if, when we go to the when we go to the uh, New Testament, okay, and Paul says to keep in step with the Spirit. Paul says to if if you walk in this with the Spirit, you will no longer gratify your sinful nature or your flesh. If you walk with the Spirit. So it's a very powerful imagery that God is trying to communicate to we as Christians, but he, but he, ver- he validates it in the Old Testament. Right. Wheresoever the, you know, so Abraham walked with God, Enoch walked with God. And those are the, you know, that people, people often say, tell me about your walk with God. You know, that's a, that's a phrase people use in, in Christianity. And it's something we haven't, we don't really understand as being in the beginning. It was, it's been there all along, it, right. right? It's not a new, it's, a, it's not a something that Christians invented. 
It's it's something that and 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 what you're talking about, where God says, uh, wherever you, the soles of your feet. We don't want Christians to forget. We don't want Christians Christians to take it for granted. This idea that God is when God is talking about the soles of your feet, walking with Him. You know, God walks at three miles an hour. Somebody said because that's the speed we walk. You know, He doesn't get ahead of us. He's walking with us if we walk with Him. So, so that's that, that's the valid. Uh, that, that's what's hitting me here, is that the the idea of of keeping in step with God, walking with God, uh, is is really you know God really must mean it. Right. He must mean it because right. he goes to such great length to talk about it, and he uses it throughout the Word. Throughout the Bible, and and I, I'm just really impressed by that. Right, he uses it in so many different contexts. Yeah. From the very beginning, where he instructed Abraham, "You have to walk now. What I've showed you. Yes. Lift up your eyes, see it all. Now walk it. The length, the yes. breadth. Walk it. Yes, yes. And all the way up until when John first saw Jesus and said, "I can't even uh, uh, take the sandals off his feet." Off his he's feet. so he's so important. Right. You know, so why is more. that such a big? You know, so, that's a powerful thing. Go it's ahead. It's very powerful. Sorry. Uh, well, no, not at all. But right up until our day, which is amazing to me, is that as we discussed earlier, the, what many people miss is that. I, I saw a statistic, I repeated it to you today, mm-hmm. this morning, that mm-hmm. in fact there's been a 1,000% increase in numbers of Jews mm. who have ascended the Temple Mount and walked on it. Mm. Now, if you say, wait, this is a principle, or God wouldn't have spent all that ink in the Bible writing about the various applications of walking and treading and wherever the soles of your feet and the israelites ancient israelites got it because they wrote it all over petroglyphs what in the world would they draw a what's sign a, of what's a, a petro what's a petroglyph a petroglyph is is like a carving on a rock oh, okay so if oh, you, petra yeah petra that's so rock, if yeah. you go right. to and, and a glyph is just like a representation a or a writing or, or a symbol or something. It can yeah. be paint. It yeah. can be. Yeah. But but a petroglyph, they they would the do carving these carvings, in carvings oh. in a rock. Okay. And there's sandals everywhere. Everywhere throughout Arabia. Everywhere. 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 Interesting. And so you have to say, wow, they got this idea of sandals. And if we jump forward uh, of walking, and mm. re- as represented by a, mm. a sandal, mm. as represented by your. Uh, archaeological finding of a sandal of huge proportions uh, where the Israelites reconquered and reclaimed the land as they came across. Of all the kitchen hacks I know, Better Than Bouillon is my favorite. It's great for broth, of course, but you can also use Better Than Bouillon as a flavor enhancer. Just a spoonful adds so much flavor to stir fry, sauces, even marinades. Plus, they have reduced sodium and organic options and the culinary collection, which includes amazing flavors like Italian herb and smoky chipotle. Make everything better with Better Than Bullion. For free shipping on two or more jars, use code BETTER at betterthanbullion.com. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. 
Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Jordan under Joshua. But in our day, again, I'll go back. The Jews have walked the Temple Mount. That is reclaiming what was once theirs in yes. spite of the opposition. And it's never not been theirs. It's never not, never been, not theirs. been theirs. And there's huge opposition, right. but that was exactly yes. what happened to the ancient Israel. Yes. Huge opposition, mm. warfare, mm. death, killing. Just unbelievable what sometimes passes right by us, what suffering in the heat, in the desert, and uh, poisonous uh, creatures. Uh, so, uh, so the Jews know this. They know this thing about walking on it and treading on it, and they read. They have the Old Testament. We don't. We don't read it with that understanding, but we should. And I, I'm sorry to shit on you folks, but we really should. That's a moral imperative. So, uh, the idea that walking on it claims it. Walking on it reclaims what was claims it. Okay, where my shoes walk, that's mine. Right. Okay, and so they're walking on the temple. They're just walking on it, and it seems like a meaningless thing. They're just walking. They're just out for a stroll, causing trouble. That's not what's going on. That's not what's going on. And the and the and the Muslims know what Jews are doing. Right. They they understand this idea. They must. Well, certain of us do understand yeah. that it's biblical. Yeah. Certain Jews understand yeah. it's reclaiming. Wow. Many, many people, most people would have no connection to this idea of walking to re-inherit what was given. So if you were given something, your house, your yard, your cabin, I don't know what people have today out there, walk it and claim it yep. for protection over it. In yep. other words, it could be flooded. Yeah, right. It could be invaded. It yep. could have a lot of things, but you walk it and mm-hmm. claim it. Mm. And there's something in that walking as displayed by, as you saw and put up on the uh, Facebook Facebook yep. uh, page, right. the picture of a sandal. A huge, huge, a huge sandal. Sandal. Yeah. So anyway, back to Sinai, I guess, uh, all of these sort of various streams came out of when God said, I am going to display and show my power, and I am going to display and show my attributes to this people so they can start coming close to me. It's really amazing. So uh, this, this, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, what was I think, something, uh, some other place where it talks about walking in the in the New Testament. Oh gosh, I'll I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, well, there were many. If I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind, and and it, you, you might stretch it out a ways, but this is what you do with Jewish uh, ways of incorporating theology: is they were walking on the road to Emmaus, Emmaus. when the Messiah appears. Wow. To See, there's all these connections of walking. They're doing something. They're walking, all displayed by a footprint on petroglyphs and as displayed on the Facebook page that you put up that Aaron Lipkin's taken over from Adam Sertel who first found these these structures including the structure that we may get to about Joshua's altar when he finally went to Shechem, ancient Shechem on Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim 
all of these structures, I think they've uncovered five of them so far, uh, they're like walking on the way to Mount Ebo and Gerizim. It's quite amazing. <laughs> wow. So, and, and it all, you know, and it comes down for me, it comes down to what, where I go with it is, is walking, uh, my, where I go is important. Abraham said to, I mean, God said to Abram, go to the place I will show you, right? Go there. And, and so there, there's this idea of, 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 uh, sojourning with God, walking with God, and the way God marks it out is through walking it. I mean, it's, it's all really, really important. And, and again, the idea of walking with the Spirit, walking with God, we get to walk with God again. Uh, as, as Christians, the Spirit is with us. We're walking with God. He's walking with us. And, and if we do that, we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we become a light to the world. And, and people, people know uh, God because of how we walk with him. And, and it just really, in this day, Neil, when everything is moving at the speed of light, the change is happening so rapidly, right? And it all is, as Solomon said, meaningless, right? Under the sun. It's in the world. So the world is moving at the speed of light, right? The, the world is just going like crazy, and it keeps speeding up and accelerating. And the, and the universe is accelerating in its, in its uh, expansion. Everything is going faster and faster and faster. But God says, walk with me. Walk with the Spirit. Go as fast as I go. I'll go as fast as you go. And you will receive these wonderful things. And that's a good that's good news for Jews and for for Christians. I mean, or Christians and Jews, however you want to say it. I mean, if a, if a Christian, a, a Jews who understand this this idea of the sandal, this idea of walking, they understand the importance of it. They know what it means. And we we Christians in we have our left foot in the world, and we're going at the speed of light, trying to go faster and faster and faster. And God is saying. Slow down. Slow down. You get a lot more accomplished if you go at my speed. And and uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just reflecting here. I just I'm just thinking about what you what you've been saying uh, because that's that to me is you know reclaiming the idea, the Judaistic idea, reclaiming that as Christians, we can we can walk in that and reclaim that understanding as well. And we're not. We're not. We're we're moving on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, next thing. and God is waiting for us to stop. Surely. And and you know, uh, while you're just thinking there, you know, it's so important because <clears throat> this idea of action with hearing. Yes. In other words, yes. God told. Abraham to get up from the place you are, which we think and we believe, and archaeologically it's pointed out that he came from the southern part of the Euphrates and walked all along the Euphrates, all the way in that arc to the north of Israel, 
south into present-day Israel, and he walked it. All of that is also uh, promised as part of the promised land. So Mm. not only did Abraham over many, much time, walk that land, but God later told him, and Moses specifically, that is the promised land. So it required both this walking idea, this uh, this hearing. In other words, he didn't say, and you'll keep looking to the west and say, that's my land someday, and in the meantime, hunker down there where you are. No, he wanted him to walk. He, there was physical action with mm. hearing a promise, mm. and he did that. He walked all of that, and later we hear many times it repeated from the river Euphrates to the Western Sea and so on, all of which Abraham walked. Wow. So it's very important. Also, what's important is on your sandal, your footprint structure, you know, at Sinai, when God came in great power, he described seven festivals. That was one of the things Mm. that he wanted people Mm. to know about. Mm. And it wasn't just like have a day off. It's the weekend. (laughs) He was showing them something. Well, as he described those festivals, he described them they're translated festivals, and they are festivals, but he used the word hog and regal. And as we've uh, talked about, regal is walk, foot, foot, walk, sandal, the whole idea. He's calling his festivals that bespeak of God's plan for this time, this dimension, and the culmination thereof when we get to be with God again. He called it walk, regal, foot, sandal, as it were. He also called it hog, which is circle. Hmm. And we say today, hog sameach, when you wish somebody a happy festival day, Passover or whatever, you can say hog sameach. Hog means to walk in a circle. This structure you were just talking about yeah. with these sandal um, yeah. footprint of God, as it were, yeah. they very specifically have a path laid out where hundreds of people could walk around the entire sandal. So God said, this festival is a hog, a circle. It is also a walk, a foot, a sandal, walk around, walk in a circle around. And Jeff, if you take that idea forward to what God finally gave as the three walking or three mandatory pilgrimages festivals, you shall come to Jerusalem three times a year. And what did Messiah Jesus do? That. He didn't say, oh, I've done away with that. No, I've, no. I've, I've ended no, that. I fulfilled it, so don't yeah, worry. Yeah. He came. He did it. He came. Yes, he, he did. He walked there, and yeah. we have it recorded. Yes. So here you have this idea again, hearkening back to God gave it at Sinai. The people displayed not just that I heard something strange or a tidbit, but it became a reality. I started carving it into rocks like mm-hmm. Kilroy was here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made, this was important to me. When we got into the promised land, we mm. made footprint structures of sandals, and we walked around it. Regal, hog, the, the footprint sandals. It's just an amazing thing. So, you know, I just take us back to that again, that this idea of action, you will walk, and hearing. Wow. You know, I, I, what when you first said walking and hearing, what, what occurred to me was Abraham. Abram, when God goes, Abram, and Abram says, here I am. 
Right, he responds right away. Hineni. Yeah, and he listens. Yeah. Right? He listens because God's talking to him. Right. And then God tells him what to do, and he, and he goes, and he does it. He walks, right. to, he, wa- he goes and does it. Uh, that, wow, that's really, that's really powerful. And I, it, it, yeah, I, w- I would love that relationship with God where God says, Jeff, and I go, here I am. Yeah. I would love that. And we don't walk without hearing first. Right. We right? don't walk without hearing. We're a hearing hear. people. Shema yeah. Israel. Yeah. Hear, O Israel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. First I hear, then I proceed with action. I don't do my action. I don't walk somewhere and say, I'm going to walk on Jeff's land. That's mine. No, you're out of harmony. You hear God, and then you take concomitant action. And again, to fast forward, like I keep doing, because it's so important that Christians, believers in God, understand the Jewish people are redeeming the temple, the temple mount, simply. Now, it's going to require a lot more. There's going to be a lot of action going on here shortly, as we pointed out in other shows. But they are reclaiming it simply by walking it. Neil, I'm, I'm, uh, the, the things that I learned in the New Testament as a Christian are now becoming more and more and more valuable to me as you, as you talk about this, as we talk about this. I'm listening, I'm listening to 1 John right now, and I'm not listening to it, I'm, I'm just recalling it. Uh, he, he says, uh, walk in the light as he is in the light. Walk in the light. Walk. Also, uh, walk as Jesus walked, John says. Walk as Jesus walked. And Paul writes, walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. And this walk in, in, in means live. Live. To walk around as, Right? And there's, there's a word in, in the New Testament that's translated live. It means peripateo. It's peripateo, and it means to walk around. Yeah. That's Circle. what the word means, walk around. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, like, it's like to meditate or to understand or to, to, to really inhabit, if you like, this truth. Peripateo is what it... But I, I, I used to think it was just live, live your life. But it's more than just live your life. And now I'm, recon- I'm reconciling the idea that Jews were telling me this. Jews who understood exactly what they were saying to me, and I did not. <laughs> but because of this discussion, I'm now understanding that New Testament you know, verse, those, those verses, mean way more to me now. Right. Because I'm looking at it through the Old Testament. Right, right, exactly. And that's what we talk about a lot. If you look at the New Testament through the lens of the Old Testament, you learn so much more. Right, yeah. If you just read the New Testament by itself, as somebody pointed out, it's a very rickety stool. Yeah. But if you want a very solid foundation with four legs on that chair and not one leg, you'll read it from the beginning. Because as we just talked, again, it comes to me now, right before we started this particular broadcast, we were talking about there is absolutely nothing, nothing written in the last book of the Bible yeah, that wasn't written in all of in the, the Hebrew it's Bible. Not, it's, it's, it was all it's, said before. It's all there. It's all there. Further maybe elaboration, further maybe clarification at times, yeah. but nothing new. But if you don't understand it through that lens, you don't have a full understanding. Right, right. So, yeah. so I'm I'm grateful that we had this conversation, Neil, and I look forward, I look forward to even talking about this more, 
because this is a powerful thing. This is a powerful understanding for our listeners, our Christian listeners to have. If they really want to understand God, if they really want to understand their faith, they must understand it through the lens and from the beginning, as you say, you keep saying, from the beginning forward. So friends, uh, we hope this has helped you a great deal. And uh, we look forward to hearing what you think about this. So go to our Facebook page and post what you think about it based on that footprint that's there right now. Thank you. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.